this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I am not preempted by sports for a while. I am at my regular time with three good hours of libertarian viewpoints and even a little bit of uh, probing the depths of the rabbit hole, taking that red pill just to see what's really going on at the very highest geopolitical levels, but also right here at the local level, which is most important now at the beginning of the year, at this time of year when the legislature is in session in Georgia. And there are a couple of things. They're in the home stretch. They only have like a week or so left. They're in the home stretch of stuff that is still uh, uh, possible to become law. And in the last hour, we were talking about uh, a law that, to me, creates the potential for a massive new police state apparatus. And I'm not, like, reading stuff into it. It's just a limitless uh, organization that is going to serve, literally, the quote is, serve at the pleasure of the governor. And uh, there's no limit on how many people can be in this uh, organization. And they're going to, um, it, it will be possible for them to get police powers, like, carry weapons, make arrests, keep the peace. It's... HB 310, and it's going to committee on Monday at 1 o'clock in the Coverdell Legislative Office Building, room 310, Monday, March 23rd, 1 p.m. But there's another, uh, so we're talking about it, I'm going to get to some calls. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion really about the police state, not specifically about this legislation, but uh, are my fears of the police state your fears? Do you think I'm justified or do you think I'm paranoid? To me... My mantra of small government is when in doubt, leave it out. If you can't convince me that this is a way to preserve my rights with the minimal, minimum, most minimal uh, expansion of government or cost or any of that, if you can't convince me that this is your best attempt at a very small government and to maximize my rights, then just put it on hold until you can convince me that. That's how I feel about this kind of stuff. But there's another law, another bill, SB 94, that was uh, passed to this stage, like went through all the hoops. It went past what they call crossover day, where a lot of other bills have failed, including the no-knock raid stuff, which we, um, which was chugging along until y'all called and went to the hearings and stuff. So you can make a difference. You did make a difference on that. This uh, SB 94, though, was just amended, and the amendments were just released on Friday. So I haven't seen any kind of citizen advocate um, analysis of this, except for a cursory one by VoterGA.org that says that there's some things in there in these amendments that are not so cool, like extending probable cause to include crimes, quote, about to be committed. Now, you might think that means something that's virtually in the act, but when you flip and look at the progress the surveillance state is making, they they are developing uh, software, not Georgia, but um, 
on the bigger scale, software to analyze your behavior, your comments, and flag you as being like a high potential for crime person. So that, that who knows where this kind of stuff leads. I don't think this bill is that sinister, but I don't like it. Uh, they And the other thing is um, it'll, it supposedly allows surveillance without regard to jurisdiction, which I don't like to increase the surveillance state at all. And if it's outside the jurisdiction, that's a, an expansion of power, harder to control that. Uh, it's harder. It makes it harder to suppress illegally obtained evidence. Um, it uh, provides police officers with immunity to... Uh, legal restrictions on their behavior in performing their official duties. This is stuff I'd like to look into more. I don't have a strong opinion about it, but that's why I don't like things that are substantive like this coming in as an amendment uh, in the 11th hour, and then they either have to vote on it right away, and maybe we don't know about it. So you can uh, call the Rules Committee Chair John Meadows on this, 404-656-5141, Go to my website. I've got some of the stuff on my Facebook page, MonicaPerezShow.com. Just to, I don't like this stuff getting um, kind of fast-tracked like this at the end. I just don't like it. There's no hurry. Uh, I just don't like it. Okay, so let's keep up with the local laws. And then later on, I'm going to talk about some fun stuff, some fun laws that lived and died in the Georgia legislature this year. But I want to get uh, back to some of your calls I'm going to go to Alan in Atlanta. Alan, you're on with Monica. Hi there. Good show. Thank you. Uh, the comment is, we have the DOT, DEA, CIA, FBI, NSA, FAA, EPA, TSA, FEMA, the Coast Guard, and Homeland Security just to the federal government watching us. If, you get pull, if, if they can't get you, they send the IRS after you if you got money. Take all your money and then go after you again. If you're found innocent in a state court, they take you to a federal court. If you drive around without a seatbelt on, they have the right to pull you over and then start. That's probable cause for searching your car. I remember the senator who introduced the seatbelt law, and I remember him saying, "Stay on the news." Oh, oh no! This is just for your safety. We're not going to do anything. Right? Uh, it's not going to be mandatory. Anything like that? They always Why? say that. Uh, what well, my question is. What is the federal government not in? Yeah, I mean, health care, the the 10th Amendment, right, Alan, (laughs) hold on. The 10th Amendment says that anything not expressly given to the federal government is reserved by the states. And that, of course, is the most important amendment and the one that's been completely gutted at every level, as you point out. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. But, I mean, why does the state need to do this? Don't we have enough agencies already? Well, here's the other thing, Alan, that you bring up, and I'm glad you brought it up, is that this... The, this agency, Department of Community Services, has uh, can create this unlimited number of employees and then give those employees police power and then respond to the local needs of local law enforcement to keep the peace. But I, that's what the National Guard is, is it, for, right? Isn't that what is... Uh, is it? The National Guard is for that. Um, that's what the so that's... I was looking at this. What happens when local law enforcement can't keep the peace? Why would we need this? And the answer is we don't. Because, like Alan said, we have massive uh, numbers of 
agencies and regulatory people, these regulatory agencies or the IRS or whatever that have Homeland Security and everything that are armed to the teeth. I mean, we've all read the stories. I think we have of of how many billions of rounds of ammunition that the federal government has and all these crazy entities that are entitled to being armed. So at the same time that they're uh, trying to curtail our gun rights, they are maximizing uh, the armedness. And as I said earlier with Brett, if we decide not to consent, they would literally have to have, half the people would have to be armed agents of the government to keep us in control if we stop consenting. But the way it's headed, it it is possible that that there will be a really meaningful percentage of the population who is an armed agent of the government. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to Zach in Atlanta. Zach, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Uh, listen, I, I would say that I do think you're looking a little bit, you're overanalyzing this, uh, the modification of the Department of Community Services. I don't think that that Governor Deal wants to be the governor that turned Georgia into a police state. No, I don't think that it's about the here and now. I think what happens with this stuff is they get advice on how to craft the language. They're happy to have it, and they know that they have absolutely nothing but the best intentions, so they're not afraid of it. But what I think, and maybe I'm down the rabbit hole a little further than you, I do think there are people laying in wait, the way Rahm Emanuel says... Never let a good crisis go to waste. I think it's worse than that. I think they, well, they are, are setting things up so that they will have opportunities to expand power I, later. I don't, I don't think, I hear what you're saying, Monica. I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily conspiratorial that they're in a smoke-filled room saying, okay, we can use this law 15 years from now to do this and this. I mean, yeah, anything's possible, but I, I would uh, disagree with you on that. But the, um, that the, not to mention it by name, I don't think he deserves that much recognition. Uh, uh, you know, um, scrutiny recognition on the radio, but Brett, uh, I, I think uh, I would question what he's what he said. And I'm sure he's listening right now. I, I'm I'm in local law enforcement myself. I've been in it for many years, and uh, I Brett sounds to me like someone with probably an extensive criminal history himself that just hates the police. No, uh, would, actually, just, he's a veteran, Iraq War veteran, and I think he's well, got nothing like that. Well, I mean, he, he well he sounded like that to me. He, the way he was presenting his argument he sounded like a criminal that hates the police i mean i deal with criminals that hate the police what did he say that made you think that well i mean he thinks that the police he he goes don't talk to the police don't cooperate with the police look and he he specifically mentioned and misrepresented uh roadblocks uh just uh, that's just one of the things that he said um i mean look look when it comes to roadblocks i was on a, a traffic unit for years i'm not on it anymore but uh the thing is when i did that and just in regular patrol, uh, roadblocks have been upheld by the courts. And, oh, yeah, I remember know, it, from not, law school, it was a, very, it has absolutely been adjudicated to the hilt. I don't agree with those findings, well, but it is the go, law. It is the law, and Brett may kind of, uh, you know, didn't mention the fact that it's legal to have these roadblocks, and it's not necessarily a search. You know, asking someone for their license on a roadblock is, is not a search. It's not, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an interaction that's been upheld by the courts, and the only reason it would go any deeper is if there's a problem. And I, and I do, I don't know how well you know Brett, obviously you know him pretty well, but I, well, I would Well, I know, that, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> know him from the calling in the show. Uh, well, calling in the show, but the, I, Brett sounds to me like someone who just hates the police. And, uh, and I know, I know it when I hear it, because I've seen it for a long time, and I've talked to people just like Brett. I don't think feel so. The I think the police. My, my impression of Brett and a lot of people who have his viewpoint, he sent me on Twitter, you can check out at Monica Perez Show, his uh, videos of people 
saying, am I being detained or whatever? They test the limits of our rights. And I respect that people should know what their rights are and the limits of what uh, those stops are supposed to um, achieve or how they can, you know, what the limits of the cops are against the people in when you aren't actually suspected of a crime. Clearly. No, I I don't disagree with you at all, Monica. And if anybody... Uh, believes in personal freedom and, and liberty. It's me and people like me. And most of the local officers that I work with, uh, you know, I'm in local policing. Um, you know, which most of the law enforcement in this country obviously is local and state. But you know, local and local police obviously mostly enforce state laws, so it's, they're kind of one and the same. But I would ask Brett and people like Brett, what you, you're telling people directly on a, in a, in a, on the radio with who knows how many people listening. You know, don't cooperate with the police. Don't talk to the police. Don't tell them anything. But what would you what would you uh, replace the police with? And, and okay. you know, I got to go to a know. break, Zach, and I will address those issues. Uh, I'm not sure that's I would represent what Brett said that way. But let me get to it after the break. And I got some more calls. One eight hundred WSB talk. If the lines are busy, this is Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. This is Monica Perez, and that was completely different because I have basically callers fighting with each other. I had just a great call with Zach, law enforcement officer, rebutting what Brad had said earlier about our rights, knowing our rights, how to respond uh, when you're stopped by police. But I went along with Zach's call because it was so interesting, and I have Brett now back on the line. He called back in, I think, to defend his good name and explain himself, uh, which is good. But I don't have time to take him because I have to go to uh, the news. And as soon as I get back, I will take Brett and everybody else who's already called. I will get to your calls. And if you can't get through, 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Back on track with that. And as a Libertarian, my own, my primary concern is our rights. Not because... I want the right to smoke pot. I want the right to defend myself against an overreaching government. That's what the Bill of Rights is all about. It's not about anything but preserving our rights in the face of a government that wants to violate our rights. And two big actions that are happening now, the surveillance state and the police state, are both standing in the way of our being able to defend ourselves against government. There are laws, bills coming up in the Georgia legislature right now that I think are headed on the wrong path. HB 310, SB 94, you can check out my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, about that. But our conversation is kind of bigger than that now. We're talking about how to, I, I, I wonder if um, people think I'm too concerned about police power, about government overreach, if this is something that is totally theoretical, too far in the future, nothing to worry about. My position is, if that's true, that's awesome. If they try to create something like, in this HB 310, the Department of Community Services, which has no limits and could be used if someone were bad enough to want to use power in a way it wasn't originally intended, they could really exploit this thing for bad, in my opinion. And I got a call from Brett saying, 
that uh, he's a regular caller and listener to the show. I know people know him because I get emails about him. He said, really, you need to know your rights. Your defense against the police state is in knowing your rights. And I agree with that because I have found that the number one goal of the government is to control you, your ideas, so you would consent because they can't actually control you by force. That's why I feel like they want to control the media more than they want to control your guns, which they do, but the media is more important for them. Having this conversation, then Zach, who's a law enforcement officer, called, and he thinks that I am overly concerned about this, that I'm reading too much into it, that I'm... um imputing sinister motives uh he didn't say it that way but to uh to the legislature and i would just say he said yeah i don't think they're sitting in a smoke-filled room saying we can use this law this way in 15 years i don't think the guys in georgia are thinking that but i think that this kind of these kind of laws are crafted uh kind of universally you can get them outside lawyers and stuff like give them language and there is there is a power elite there is a think tank somewhere uh at the federal level that makes model laws that that makes the template for this stuff and yes the local guys don't know the ultimate goal but there's plenty of evidence that the ultimate goal is more control more centralized power And these are the pieces of the puzzle that once they're put together, you have kind of a turnkey surveillance state or a turnkey police state, and by then it will be too late. That's my concern. But Zach pointed out something that I think is important, and it always makes me, uh, I, I don't love this aspect of having to talk about the police state. Zach said when Brett was talking about this, uh, preserving our rights, that Brett sounds like a guy who hates cops. And I, I, fear that too now my that people think that about me while i have a cousin family my family of cousins who's all nypd and they are not going at it their their goal is not to deprive me of the bill of rights their goal is to deal with some super hairy scary situations and come home alive like they these guys are not off the reservation they're doing their best uh um the one guy of that family who's not PD, but uh, fire department was on the job on 9-11. Like these guys are in harm's way. I don't, I don't distrust them at all, but they're fans of my show because they are American citizens. They want liberty and justice for all. So maybe they know their own good intentions and they don't, they're not as afraid of the police state uh, of these specific pieces of the puzzle because they know well i would not abuse that power but i you cannot assume that the future uh, actors will have the same thing but anyway uh brett called back to defend his good name so i'm going to give him his chance to defend himself i got a lot of calls i normally go in order and i am going to go in order uh but i have to let brett chime in if you want to call there's a couple of lines open 1-800-WSB-TALK but uh, Brett, okay, so what do you have to say for yourself, Brett? All right, well, thank you for letting me get back on. Um, first of all, not that I have to explain myself to anybody, but the job I do, I have to have extensive criminal background checks. In fact, last month I had to have my five-year FBI background check again. Guess what? It came negative. I'm not a criminal. All right? I'm not. And not you've done your service. Are you not an Iraq I, war vet? Right, and and one of the things that being in the Middle East taught me is that the people over there are horribly oppressed. All right, when I came back to the United States, I was like, wow, we really have a good here. And the more I researched, 
more understood that if we continue to allow people to oppress us, we're going to end up like those people over there. And I want to say one thing to Zach, okay? He got one thing right. I was listening, all right? But my point is this. If you, if your first reaction is to think that somebody that knows their rights, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, makes them somehow a criminal in your eyes automatically, then the problem is law enforcement and people that hold your views. Because I guarantee you it isn't mine. Knowing my rights and knowing that I don't have to talk to the police if they pull me over at some safety checkpoint yeah. while I'm traveling freely. Yes, I think Zach under, misunderstood something very fundamental, and it points out that there's a there's a, a barrier to understanding this. What you were talking about is you don't have to talk to the cops, you don't have to cooperate with them if you're not doing anything wrong. If they don't have probable cause, they don't have the right to stop you. And I think Zach was was basing his assumption his uh, thoughts on an assumption he doesn't even recognize, which is I would never hassle you except for in my desire to keep the community safe. I think that's where he's coming from, but, but that, that doesn't, but he but doesn't that understand. Doesn't, but that doesn't happen. People are constantly, and I hate to call it harassment. I know plenty of cops where I live. I know most of them, okay? And they're good people. But they are charged to enforce laws that are oppressive to our rights. Okay? Yeah, that's a big problem. It's the, and, it's and, the lawmakers. And I'm not saying... Break the law. I'm not saying go out and punch a cop. I would never say that. All I'm saying is you should know your rights. And it bothers me that, as Zach expressed and illustrated very well, if you express your rights, oh, you must be a criminal. And I'm not saying Zach thinks that about everything, but it's the first thing he said. And I've seen it before, and, I'm, and I grew up in a cop family. My father's a cop. He's a good cop. Wasn't a great dad, but a good cop. Okay? The point is, is that this is becoming the norm. If you question the police trying to protect your rights, you are wrong. And I think Zach illustrated that very well on the call. I'm a criminal. Please, man, I'm not. Well, I, thought, I, though, I don't want to lose the thought. It's interesting that your dad was a cop. I did not know that. Um, yeah. I, you've never mentioned that before. Sacramento Sheriff. But, uh, oh, okay, interesting. So this, but one thing I don't want to let go is... This is why the police state to me is a problem that putting these pieces in is something that you mentioned. There is this over criminalization happening. There's all these laws that are created. I actually don't even think that we have a, a very criminal society. The biggest part of the criminal society is this drug uh, subculture, which is created by the laws. You could just like from the wire, create hamster town, you know, or whatever, Hamsterdam, and just cordon it off. Let them just, uh, my brother died of AIDS from drug use. And so I'm not, I'm not unsympathetic towards the plight of druggies, but we don't need to make the whole country a police state to make all these laws to make, uh, to take away our rights to, to escalate the violence to fight drugs, which generally make people fall asleep or OD, you know, you can but, you can just eliminate so much of the problem but, by but addressing look, the laws. But and I thank you for letting me call back. But look yes. at the bigger picture. Okay. Yes. There's money to be made. All right. And the more crimes that are committed, the more laws are created to make people commit crimes. The more money. All right. And I'm sure Zach is a fine guy. I'm a little little myth. His first idea <laughs> that he attacked you personally. Well, my father said you always have the right to face your accuser, so I had to let you get to the top of the line. But I am going to get 
back on track now, but you did make a good point about the revenue. There's revenue to be made. That is something that was brought up about this law a few times, this bill, three HB 310, is that they contract to outsiders this probation process um, and that it looks like a certain way of reading this that the outside contractors might be allowed to work on commission, which they say will encourage um, you know, revenue generation, law enforcement driven by revenue generation instead of by keeping the community safe. And of course, that's a big problem and I don't like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to taking uh, the many calls who have been waiting. Uh, I am going to go to Eric in Cartersville. Hi, Eric. You're on with Monica. Well, Monica, if we're a nation of laws, uh, and I, this comes down to the question of who determines our laws, and you you put out the presupposition that that it's really it's really not the government's job to make laws in a sense. It's, it's somebody else's job, like like the capitalists. You said you're a capitalist, you're a favorite cop. You believe that they're the ones who bring in order and balance. No, let I me explain just- let me explain what I meant. I appreciate that you're asking. I first of all, to me, I, I believe there is one law, don't touch me or my stuff. And all other laws are designed to suss out the nuances of that either overall or in particular cases and by an anti uh, an anarcho-capitalist i mean that in a capitalist society people do defend themselves and their property rights and they can do that privately i mean it's a theoretical position where uh, maybe i'm on the thousand year plan which is why i'm actually engaged in what's happening right now in the georgia legislature but i believe that in an ultimate in the, in the ultimate progression of of humanity we could have orderly government just by defending our own rights and working together in the community to prosper through capitalism that's but my philosophy after all i mean though who gives you your rights well either god or observing what works according to human nature. So you could be an atheist and still think it bubbles up from the earth, or you can be religious and think that we are the way we are because God made us this way, or you can think we are the way we are, therefore these are the laws. That's my yeah. philosophy. But I, 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 even as a narco-capitalist, you, there's still somebody who's going to determine whether you should have, whether you right, make it harder for them to have their rights. Uh, there's always come this, this balancing act between having yeah. enough government yeah. To ensure that someone doesn't encroach, you know, like like businesses, capitalists really want to be a monopoly. They don't want competition. They yeah, and they rule. can only do that when the government uses force or fraud on their behalf. Otherwise, they get stopped. You know, competition is the state of nature. Monopoly is the government interfering. No, I don't think that. I think it's just the opposite. I, think I know, I know. People you're, think it's the opposite, you, but I don't. You're actually in, a, you're in your own world. You're a monopoly unto yourself, and you... You don't. If you're, if someone starts encroaching on your rights, you want to eliminate them as a competition. If yes, to, yes, and competition. So 
greed promotes production. Greed gets you to work really hard and competition pushes back on you. So I, I actually think you never get into monopolist, but we're getting a little bit off track. So I, but I like the stuff about the rights. I think that the balancing act of my rights against somebody else's rights, rarely, it only comes up in competing rights issues. So uh, there, there are competing rights issues, but I think the Constitution and certainly the Bill of Rights did a good job in delineating uh, what, the, what the rights we need most protected for when the government tries to encroach on our rights. But I think basically don't touch me or my stuff is pretty clearly applicable to most situations. There are competing right issues like abortion is a competing rights issue. Immigration, the right to travel is a competing rights issue when you have a welfare state. But uh, stuff like gay marriage is not a competing rights issue unless you think society itself has rights. But like I said, I think that's getting a little bit off track. I want to uh, continue with this discussion about the police state and the and the tension between police officers trying to do the right thing and the um, uh, our need to defend our rights and exercise our rights to keep them alive. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. This is Monica Perez, and we are having a very lively discussion about the police state. Specifically this bill, HB 310, there's another bill, SB 94, in the Georgia legislature right now. They've only got about a week left in session. So if you are interested in making your own determination about these bills... Look them up, HB 310, SB 94. You can go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, for some of these resources. Uh, There's a hearing on Monday when one of these things goes to committee. But I want to say about, we've had police officers call and people who are afraid of the police state, sovereign citizens, I would like maybe uh, characterize them as. But here's here's what this is bringing out to me, which I have noticed with all the racial stuff that's going on, the big media for Ferguson and everything else is I believe the powers that be are trying to drive a wedge between police, people in our families, people, American citizens who believe in liberty and justice for all and are actually dedicating their lives for the most part in protecting our rights, our property rights, our right to life, all this kind of stuff. They're trying to drive a wedge between us so that if there is a problem, if there is civil unrest, if the federal government goes too far, these guys won't won't want to be on our side that's what i'm that's what i'm worried about i want to talk about that some more and get to all your calls 1-800-WSB-TALK this is monica perez without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.